What's going on, everyone? My name is Elo Buana, and you're listening to the podcast for the love of the game. And this is episode six, titled Smart Dumb LeBron, Nothing's Changed, The NBA is Still a Marathon, plus Old School versus the New, and a whole lot more. Happy New Year to everyone. How's everyone doing? I miss you guys. I know it's been a minute. I take entirely too long between podcasts. But you know what, guys? I've said it before. It's like we got to let the stories develop. You know, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, I guess, I mean, look, I know there's you got to do the daily thing. But around here, you know, we want to kind of get a feel for the stories, you know, and, uh, you know, not get too uh, worked up. You know, and I think that's kind of what the day-to-day, the, the I guess the, the main media uh, outlets do. You know, they, they do that better than anyone does. And, you know, it's up to, uh, I guess, the more prudent media sources or, you know, uh, analysts or podcasts, whoever, podcasters, whoever they are or whatever, you know, even in the mainstream, you know, to kind of just get to the real you know and that's what we try to do here and so uh man guys again i miss you all uh how was the the holiday uh break for you all man if if you had one if you didn't if you just you know had a moment where you just thought to yourself man (laughs) i'm enjoying the holidays the best way i know how the best way i can at this point and then for others maybe who you know maybe took off had a vacation peace to you guys as well peace to everyone you know it's 2019 let's just let's make the most of it you know have a great year Uh, i think we can do that pretty sure you know we're alive so (laughs) oh man so what's been going on guys so much right so freaking much like i named this obviously the the whole smart dumb lebron nothing's changed nba still a marathon I was going uh, with the rhyme thing, obviously. I was thinking about Terrence Howard and the characters uh, that he played early on, you know, before he was kind of known, like in like Dead Presidents, you know, the, 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 the that particular character, the character he played in Dead Presidents, but he was kind of like this jerk at like the bar, they're playing pool uh, the, with the main character who... Um, what is this guy's name? Oh man, um, he's in my head too. I can't remember his name, but you, you all know who I'm talking about, Lawrence Tate. And so he's playing at the bar, playing pool at the bar, and he's he's got this. Hey man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on, man? And you know, people joke about how Terrence Howard kind of that's kind of been the the he's kind of had that in every role he's played <laughs> you know that, that sleazy guy at the bar in the 70s that who was probably a cool cat i mean he was a cool cat in the movie definitely but um but it was just you know uh, if you read the title read it like that you know <laughs> if that makes any sense side note i think scott perry sounds the closest to that character that uh or just turns out in general <laughs> you know 
I love obviously I'm a Nick fan, guys. You if you all don't know, if this is your first time listening. Uh I'm a diehard Nick fan. I don't I try to like contain it as much as I can, you know. And at some point I end up just having a little rant. But uh so I'm I like to joke with you know the organization and stuff in a good way. I'm not trying to, you know. I, 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 he sounds like Scott Perry sounds like some '70s pimp guy. You know, you know what I mean. Every time he's talking, I, I'm just visualizing, you know, caps with feathers, feathers in them, and uh, Cadillacs. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, so smart, dumb LeBron. <laughs> Nothing's changed, man. The NBA is still a marathon. That would be my best impersonation of that. But uh, okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so yeah, guys, so much is going on. And again, um, I guess just to add on with the title, like LeBron, he's crazy. He's in this this bag that we've never seen an athlete be in. Because we're in the uncharted territory of social media. And he's walking that tightrope more than any athlete ever has. You know what I mean? And so to be in the spotlight, to revel in it, to bask in it, to, to take the good with the bad, to not be afraid to mess up. Um, I think it's probably one of his strong suits. I'm going right in, right? Yeah, look, usually I'm on my like, look, let me, let's go over the topics. I got a lot of topics I want to cover too, but just think off the top of the dome, guys. You know, LeBron, he's just really going hard. And I think about, you know, there's a lot of sports pundits and analysts in the YouTube sector, peace to all of them. I have no beefs with anyone. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. I I am thinking. Uh, I'm I'm referring to um, the subject of Stephen A. Smith and the controversial video, or I guess uh, not video, but I guess just his his take on all the things that's been going on with LeBron and um, how he's kind to he's kind of worried. He used the words worried. He was worried about LeBron um, and just kind of. You know, for me, and I just, I'm not even going to really quote Stephen A. Smith. You all can just, you you know Stephen A. Smith, so you know how he goes. But he was worried just with an amalgam of things. There's so many things that he takes on when he doesn't need to. He ends up taking them on just by his character. And you wonder what part of it is genius, what part of it is just dumb, you know, getting that fine line. So we're at the smart dumb, you know. That's where I'm going with this, guys. <laughs> smart dumb. Because we got to go over all the things that he's been saying. And I feel like I'm going to miss. Like, there's so many things he said and contradicted himself on. That um, it's different from Mike, right? Because Mike stayed with Chicago and we just know him from winning. And it's more of, uh, like, LeBron... You don't have to worry about if LeBron said what. He'll tweet it, right? But with Jordan, it's in this folklore. You know, the comments about him going at Muggsy Bogues, going at some players, uh, 
you know, some of his former teammates, well, not former teammates, but his teammates at the time um, that kind of shrunk. And I think Rodney McCray, did he go at Rodney McCray? Obviously, the whole Bill Cartwright medical bill thing. But I don't know if he gets taken to task on that. LeBron, you don't have to take him to task. He kind of takes himself to task, you know? And he gets a pass because he's the, the, the uh, golden goose. But you wonder at what point does it really damage his brand? And I'm, I, you know, so if I could agree with Stephen A. Smith, it would be from that standpoint. Like we we just haven't seen an athlete, and it could again, it could just be his brilliance, right? His brilliance um, that we're not aware of, and I'm and I know that's I'm kind of using that word like pretty loosely, right? Like brilliance, really, guy, brilliance, yeah. Not from this guy, right? And I, and, I, and I know, you know, he's got a lot of faults, right? But, um, you know, we got to say, guys, you know, he, he's handled himself as best as you can handle yourself considering how he puts himself out there, right? You know, it's just constantly. And, um, but, I don't know, let's, let's talk about a few things, right? Um, Where do we want to go? You know... John Wall. So he's, did he have surgery or he's undergoing surgery? He's done for the season, right? If you all have been listening, I wonder what the hell are the Wizards doing? There's no smart dumb with them. It's just all dumbness, right? Just all stupid decisions being made. I just don't get Sometimes, you know, we have to, uh, if, if you're listening and you're a GM, right, you got to know all the GMs, the, the best ones, the great ones, make the moves before anyone sees them. And so... Clearly, the Wizards don't have a GM like that. And so the problems just add up. I'm still, like, in the back of my mind right now, guys, what I'm thinking about is the whole Oubre move. I just don't get it. This whole, I we were scared to pay him. We were going to have to pay them. Austin Rivers. Look, I'm not, like, it, why am I at the point now where I'm, like, Austin Rivers' agent? His free agent, <laughs> you know, because it, because it's like, man, he just gave him to the Houston Rockets, and now John Wall's gone. So, okay, so he couldn't have built some, you know, backup minutes, or I guess maybe now starter minutes. Him, Ubre. And uh, Sadoransky, that wasn't going to work with Bill as well. Well, I will say this. They'll have a chance to get a high draft lottery pick, I think, this year. So, you know, they you can maybe see if that can work. Really, though, do we see young guys come in, fuse with new guys? Have we seen that? 
has there really been like it's either young guys growing together vets coming together but never like guys that have been there like Irvin Magic Johnson is that was that guy you know so I, I don't know it's like you know what I mean, guys? Like, there's never been... Has there been... Okay, what? May, Tim Duncan? That would be one, right? Because Tim comes in with David... Well, well, yeah, because David Robinson was, was, I guess, healed from his injury once Tim was, was drafted. And so he was kind of able to bring him along. But then but then you go into... Okay, these are like... I'm, I'm mentioning like... Hall of Famers, top five, dead or alive, guys. You know? So, I don't think Wall is... Or unless they draft a guy like that. <laughs> that ends up, like, being better than Wall. And ends up being that franchise piece. Which could happen in, in just, you know, with drafting. You never know with that. But... Peace to John Wall. I, I I feel for him in a sense because I you know I, I watched the YouTube clips of the, the summer of separation and you know I don't know maybe he, there obviously was was some some steps that were not taken to really separate himself. Um, I mean we saw him get bigger, but we don't know if that was the move. Who was in his corner telling him he, he needed to get bigger? You know, um, whatever, right? Um, speaking of injuries, um, Kyle Lowry and his back injuries, right? His back issues, lower back, he's been getting injections. That's something we got to think of, just, I guess, hold on to when it comes to the Toronto train, you know? And that could be a factor moving forward. When you look at some of the stats, the advanced stats uh, for the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry is in a lot of them, right? Um, Let me pull up something here, guys. See if I can find what the hell I am talking about. Also, guys, you know, um, my the music thing, yeah, I'm it, whatever you're listening to right now, I don't even know what I'm gonna put as music for the for this podcast. So, something I'll come, I'll think I'll have something that hopefully you'll love and you'll go and get it in your spare time and listen to it, you know, whenever. Um, so yeah, so I just want to just throw that in there, but okay, so back to Cal Lowry. You know, he's one of those guys that um, is kind of on a low, very important. I mean, we know he's important just from an eye test, just knowing him, you know, the starting point guard, you know, you know, kind of a uh, bulldog, um, you know, uh, just very uh, instrumental in what Toronto does. But more than what the eye leads on to but he's he would be really you know what could Kyle Lowry be 
really what Chris Paul is right now? Like a like a like a I want a cheaper version, not a poor version, but a cheaper version, right? You know what I mean? He kind of really is, really. You know, they're, they're the same prototype in terms of their body, and but more than anything. They get injured uh, and they don't really, they don't, they can't really hold up their part of the bargain when it counts the most. You know, when the team needs them the most, needs them the most to shine, you don't get the games or at all have them play. That would be for in Chris Paul's um, instance, but just look out for Toronto and the reason why they don't go all the way and Boston ends up taking it again. You all know I've been. Um, with that stance that Boston is going to take it regardless and it's because of the depth and if they don't make any moves for now but I think um, you know that that, that's still the difference you know Um, when you look at this at that team you know uh, but again Kyle Lowry he's number one in offensive rating number one in offensive rating um what else is he? He in his and net rating, he is second. Number one is Danny Green. What else does this guy? I mean, like, he's just kind of he kind of floats around. Look, his assist percentage, he's ninth in assist percentage, 35%. Um his assist ratio. Um, percentage is he? He's second, you know, only to Tim Frazier, which is awesome because you know Kyle Lowry really, you know, he he has the ball in his hands more than a lot of these guys on the list. Like a lot of these guys on the list are more like two guards, combo guards, whatever. Um, his assist to turnover ratio is um, he's in the top ten. I mean, he's in a lot of advanced categories, guys. I've, what did I mention? Like four or five of them already. Um, so I just feel like in terms of this team being championship caliber, um, they're going to need him to really be on the floor. And it's good to have, you know, their depth is what's keeping him. And like also, like when I look at the advanced stats, Something else that pops up again: a lot of the the um, players on these advanced stats, um, like in the top tens, a lot of them are Toronto players. You know, let's let's go through that real quick just to kind of back that up. Okay, you got your player impact estimate. Kawhi's in, in the um, is in the top ten. He's actually number ten. Offensive rating: Kyle Lowry is number one. Sergi, look, then look, Danny Green is number two. Sergi Baca is number three. You know, um, net rating, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, number one, number two. P.L. Siakam, number eight. Oh, excuse me, Sergi Baca, number seven. So you got a lot of um, usage percentage. Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, number 10. Um, he's 10th, excuse me, user percentage. Um and then I mentioned, you know, the assist percentage with Kyle Lowry uh, in ninth place at 35%, actually 36, 
round up that nine. Um, so it's just I'm looking at that team. I'm and I'm like, okay, well, they got a lot of guys that do a lot of positive things. But Kyle Lowry is gonna uh he's gonna need to be healthy. So something to look to kind of just kind of look at the parallels between him and Chris Paul and their injury bugs and maybe just their shortcomings at the right time or the wrong time. And so we got to see how, you know, what, what that does, you know? Um, so yeah. So moving on, moving forward, man, as I look at the advanced stats here, um, I see a lot of players that are MVP candidates, and I guess I don't even know where I want to go with this topic, really, because the MVP and the best player are two different things. You know, we can really all just shut the hell up until the playoffs comes, because that's where legacies are born. That's why we love Kyrie, really. And that's what separates a Kyrie from a Kimber. You know, we were we were talking about Kimba. I was talking about Kimba and in, in somewhat kind of having, you know, being more of a top five point guard. But now, I mean, he's still balling, but we don't talk about him at that level yet. It's just we all we we I tell everyone to calm down, but sometimes I need to calm myself down. Especially, I guess, with, <laughs> with regards to Kimba, but. With looking at these stats, looking at these numbers, um, looking at the advanced player, uh, the, the advanced stats, and the um, players who lead in these stats, I'm seeing a lot of MVP candidates, and I guess that's what we'll have to go with because the best player, it doesn't even matter, right? It's no one gets crowned that, right? But player impact estimate. At 20.8 is Giannis. At 19.9 is Anthony Davis. At 19.6 is LeBron James. 19.4, Joel Embiid. 19.1, James Harden. 18.9, Nikola uh, Vucevic. Okay, hold on one sec, guys. I kind of hit a button I wasn't supposed to hit. (laughs) Okay. Um... Kevin Durant, 18.2. Kawhi Leonard is at 17.6. So, um, and he's the um, he's in the 10th place with that number. And offensive rating, a few MVP candidates. Stephen Curry at number five at uh, 114 points, point, uh, point, uh, nine. Who else on here would be kind of a MVP candidate? Eh. That's really him. That's really he's the only one. Uh, net rating, you have Giannis at ten point seven. He's uh, ranked at number six. Steph Curry is at number nine with ten point three. Obviously, the only percentage that's disparaging, like, that sticks out 
is the usage percentage with James Harden being like six percentage points better than um, the second second then second place Joel Embiid at 31.4 and then from there it's kind of like 31.4 that's second place and then Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is at um, 29.8 in 10th place you know so what's the eye test tell you guys you know right now like impact to me would be what a, a correlation to MVP when people talk about the MVP like who would go down what team would suffer the most right and you got the impact the player impact estimate with Giannis at number one Anthony Davis at number two and LeBron number three James Harden's number five so those are like candidates and I know James Harden's starting to creep into that conversation It's like 20, 20.8 is the player impact rating that uh, Giannis has. And then at number five, James Hart is 19.1. So it's like, you're, you're not slicing hairs. I mean, it's a little, it's thicker than hairs, you know. Maybe you're cutting a rope of hair. I don't know. <laughs> down the middle I don't like my it's I mean it's almost slicing hairs you know it's just thick hairs right because all these guys mean everything to their teams you know obviously you're gonna have to get in the playoffs right but I said it from the beginning Giannis was my guy and he's leading you know, with this, I mean, now again, this is just one metric, right? I know there's a bunch more, but I think this impact thing means a lot because he's doing it on both sides of the, of the court. You know, he's rebounding, he's assisting, he's shooting, he's scoring, excuse me, he's playing defense. You know, and um, and his team has the best record. You know, so we gotta still going with Giannis, right? You know, everyone's kind of fell back and brought some other guys into the into into the conversation. Me, I'm staying with Giannis. The guy stayed the course. You know, he doesn't do a lot of media. He's not in the in the. Uh, the the media realm because the stories of Golden State obviously the dynasty you have to cover that you have to talk about LeBron you have to talk about um, Anthony Davis and the the where is he going to go is he going to go to the Lakers is he going to go um, to Boston and so Giannis it's just it, the market in Milwaukee and that doesn't really mean anything I guess because OKC but then you had Russell Westbrook and his kind of personality you know and look mind you too you can win it and not have the best record right 
You know what I mean? Because Westbrook didn't have the best record. But he's got the best record. And he's got the higher highest rating in player impact estimate. You know? So I think that's a metric that I guess encapsulates everything you would want in your in your MVP player, right? So that's a. I'm still rolling with them, right? We can't we can't front on Greek Freak at this point. And I just wonder still, like, and I'll transition into why I think that. Um, I guess going into the nothing has changed. The NBA is still a marathon. Boston is still favorite to win the whole thing. Boston has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. The other team is the worst team in the league. Or not the worst, but um, one of the worst. It is. It, it, I think it, they are the worst. I think they are the worst. I think... If not, they're like the second worst. So you have to put them there. Between Philly and Milwaukee. Or Toronto. Again, I've given you Toronto. I just feel like, again, we have the Chris Paul, uh, Kyle Lowry correlation. And I know the X factor is Kawhi Leonard. Which... He could be that X factor that changes everything. My only thing is, and see, you can't get mad if Greek Freak wins the MVP, doesn't win the whole thing, right? Because we 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 can't hold him to a higher standard than a James Harden or anyone else or Russell Westbrook who won it and didn't uh, win the whole thing. Or I don't even think got past the first round. So again, Boston will be there in the end because they have the deep squad and we're seeing it right now you know there was issues there was ramblings of the Celtics could be in trouble man they need to keep that team together we've yet to see what they look like together I think that's what Danny Ainge wants to see if nothing else you know it just seems like everything works out for Boston in the end the only problem was they were facing the King those last few years, these past few years. This year, it doesn't even matter. I think they're just battle tested. And you got to let um, these pieces play out. You know, because Boston could be ready for a Golden State more than a Cleveland was. And just how they're built and that depthness. So you want to hold on to it. And I feel like Danny Ainge knows that he that that's a gamble he can still hold on to just because of the depthness alone i mean we got a lot of young guys you know people are kind of counting these guys off because there's just some too many factors for me to write these guys off there's the factors being that one you just had you didn't know these guys were as good as they were and now they have to play within the system with other guys that are just as good, that are just as proven. Everyone is just just that good. So you have this this breeding ground for the next guy up. You know they really have 
almost that system built for the playoffs and next guy up. And yeah, they got they got hit with the injury bug a little bit. But I would just chill on the um, all of the 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 Boston bashing, and it hasn't been a lot. But just we're hearing a lot of other teams enter into that Eastern Conference conversation, and I, I remain steady that Boston will win, and they got, and and that's only contingent upon they keep the team together and don't go for the whole Anthony Davis. We got to make a move now talk. All right, guys, hold on. I'm going to take a break. We're going to take a break. (laughs) Okay. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about why the NBA is still a marathon. And I guess you all know that, of course, but we're going to talk a little bit more in depth and why that um, holds true right now. You know, so, okay, guys, we're going to take a break. Come back in a minute. And we're back. What's going on, guys? Oh, man. So, yes, I watched the my beloved Knicks play the best team in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, and I was proud of how we played. Um, I was happy to see Frank, Frank Nilekina out there, and I was happy to see Kevin Knox have an efficient offensive outputting and uh i was you know we played hard i didn't i wasn't expecting to win i know we're in the quote unquote i don't even know how you say that but i guess you say quote first and then you know what I mean. <laughs> but the infamous wording of the development tank is what we're calling it these days and so the development tank is it's going good Today, today, I mean, this game, uh, tonight's game, well, I don't, by the time you all get this, it'll be the next day, so, or maybe, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be probably late at night, early in the morning, <laughs> but um, Tuesday night's game, Knicks versus Denver Nuggets um, in Denver. We, it, this was a game where you were, you got to see the Knicks what they're capable of just competing you know we we needed to see effort and development from the the younger guys and peace to Fisdale not playing cancer for too long I would have loved to have seen uh Mitchell Robinson in a game like this although I know he's injured and uh yeah I you know I was just happy that we didn't get molly whopped in the first quarter. You know, we've had a lot of problems coming out the gate. Just really first quarters, you know. Nowadays, it's common for NBA teams to just put up 30 points. So if you're still putting up 20 points, it's like, no. You got to be a really good defensive team to, to put up 20 points. Because, you know, you probably want to hold your opposing team with 20-something points. But we're neither good at e- uh, defense or offense, so we have to, you know, put up points. <laughs> but um, so yeah. But you know what I noticed? You know, what I was thinking about 
Like, Jokic, he is, he looked like a quarterback out there. I mean, some of the passes, some of it was just really bad defense, but then there were just some instances where I, first of all, the players around him seem to already understand that I just got to just cut. I just have to keep moving. And at some point, Jokic will find me. The ball will find me um, as I try to free myself. And if Jokic has the ball, he will find me. And he looked like a quarterback tonight. Really, just... And I say that because he's seven feet, so he's seeing over the defense. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, you want to see... I mean, obviously now we know we the the newer... Or I guess the 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 older mold of the quarterback is not existing. It doesn't mean as much. I mean, the you don't have to be like a Peyton Manning type guy, or even, you know, I mean, even though Tom Brady's six four and he's doing his thing still, um, you know, you see like the Drew Breeses and the Russell Wilsons of the world uh, that are able to, you know, read over the over the top of the defenses to a certain degree. You know what I mean? And and. It was just good to see. It was very interesting just to watch Jokic out there orchestrate the offense from the high post. Um, but, you know, uh, it reminded me, like, who have we seen like him at that position? Like, that big would be Magic Johnson. But he's not bringing the ball up per se. And he still has to get the ball. The ball has to go in his hands. And it, it's it's interesting, you know what? How how will how will he be viewed um, for years to come? Because he because it's not. I mean, he, he, his triple doubles are not as useless as a Russell Westbrook's or how allegedly how his uh, it, it turns out. You know, like. It, He'll end up, obviously, you know, we've seen some footage of him maybe padding the stats, but with Jokic, he doesn't have the ball like that to be to be able to do that, you know? And he gets the ball, but it's not in a situation where he's commanding the ball, you know? I think the Denver Nuggets, the, the players around him are smart enough to know to get him the ball enough fairly enough but it's not like he is someone that's inbounding him the ball and he's just bringing it up and he just has that full control so I say all that to say that like what Denver is not even though they were just better from the first to the 15th man I felt like Beasley and and that kid Morris was just torching us from the three-point line everyone was just I mean man NBA man you know, you know when a player, you know how, how players are good is be, is when you see them dog out your team's players, and you say, man, those are just tough shots. You know, and you're just Millsap hit some really tough shots over no uh, Noah Vonley tonight. And uh, but but okay, but back to what I was saying, Denver, they're not. I don't really believe in Denver. In any and there's been rumblings, you know, Denver is the closest to challenging 
Don't throw in Denver and someone else because Denver's winning. Like, you can't... This, you, it's hard to, like, cast them off or, sh- or just kind of say they're not going to do anything because of the record they have. But you... It's fair to do it. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year, albeit it was one game removed. I think what it was, it came down to like the last game of the season. And they should have been in the playoffs. But it's the best player looks to pass. Your best player looks to pass. You know? And so at the end of the day, the decisions he makes. Tend to be uh, from a, a, a team mindset, and so I wonder, uh, will there be? I mean, I know Jam, you know Jamal Murray, and <clears throat> you know that they, they, you know, Millsap is back, and uh, Harris, and and I know they have. Like I said, I mean, uh, Hernan Gomez. It was just uh, so many players that were just killing us effortlessly just bombing threes they didn't even look like they were worried at any point as they shouldn't be but I don't believe in them only because when the last time we had a a center dominate that wasn't Shaq because Shaq had Kobe is there a Kobe for them? And I know, and I know you're like, wait a minute, Jokic and Shaq, what are you doing? I'm just staying from a standpoint of just dominating the game. Tonight he had like 19, 14, and 14. A triple, a super solid triple double. It was all of a triple double. No padding stats. It was all within the flow of the game. He had some amazing assists. And they were easy assists, too. They weren't like. It wasn't like he was. Like he wasn't. Um, like okay, you know what? Like when you watch Chris Paul, like Chris Paul can give you easy assists, no doubt. But I feel like watching him in Houston, it was a lot of okay. Well, these guys got to make these shots. Whereas I saw a lot of cuts. A lot of guys were just getting easy layups. Now again, this was against the Knicks. And probably uh, Chris Paul, in fact, I think for the most part of Chris Paul's career, he has surgically destroyed the Knicks. But uh, it just seemed like when I watched Chris Paul, he, and I know I've been kind of doing a lot of Chris Paul comparisons this uh, episode, but I guess this just, it is what it is. But Chris Paul, you know, he watching him in Houston, you had last year with... Uh, Ariza and uh, good grief, I can't remember the guy. <laughs> uh, uh, PJ Tucker and Lugamba Mute, uh, they were that small forward tandem that just were making a lot of shots. That they have to make those shots for them to be deemed as a a threat to the Warriors and I don't know if they were you could really at this point say they're pretenders because we never really seen those guys be those guys up until the last few years you know like they've adjusted to the way that the game is played 
but they're not the architects of that of being those guys. The architects are playing with the Warriors. <laughs> they easily do it like that. You you know what I mean? Like you you're comfortably okay with Steph and Clay easily putting up 10 threes a game. That's nothing at this point. Even if they were to miss all of them at, for the rest of the season, you would just be like, man, at some point, this is they're gonna just make all 10. The next 10 are gonna go in. You know. But Jokic to tonight look it just looked too easy for him and the passes he, he seems to make passes that were easy for players to not miss you know to make easy easy um, shots for players to finish you know a lot of around the rim shots and man how fun would it be when they get like a, a Michael Porter when they can just throw a bunch of alley-oops up and I know Plumlee got got some hops too, but so yeah. I, but just moving forward, I don't trust Jokic as your guy. It's like it's good. It's fascinating to watch him play like this, to play the way he plays. Like everything is just fascinating on so many levels. Jokic, don't you? <laughs> you know, just. Greek freak. Um, so many. I mean, obviously we've, we've had the the luxury of watching LeBron James, the ultimate freak of a basketball player. But it's like, okay, can you get, can you dominate and take over a game? That remains to be seen. And I can't give anybody on the Denver Nuggets that serious nod because they because they haven't they haven't been in the playoffs and this is I, again I talked about that five point swing with LeBron and then obviously Jimmy Butler going back to the east and Kawhi shifting and then the Spurs getting bad they just seem to be the recipients of a wild west where they've been able to take advantage of the scheduling and just being together longer, not have you know what I mean? Ha- having um, players that are better than what a lot of people anticipated, even though Will Barton hasn't played, you know. But the, you know they got that next man up type system too. I spoke of in the first half of this uh, episode podcast. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And this is where I'm going with this, guys. Like, the the Warriors, man. You know, this is just all, it's, it's all, like, at the end of the day, it's really about them stumbling. You know, Clay Thompson said something about that earlier in the season. Only they can defeat themselves. You know, it, it, in this journey, there, it's just peaks and valleys peaks and valleys and right now they are in the valley within themselves you know this is all within themselves you know and and that will anybody who covers the game knows the game of in the NBA this point of the season and we're just so used to Golden State being so good for so long but 
that is tightening up. We know that you can't go for so long and not have no injuries. We're seeing the injury bug bite them. Obviously, that big fight between Draymond and KD is still lingering. And it maybe has them. Are they walking on eggshells right now, guys? Because of that? Like, because Draymond doesn't want to address it and KD is just so passive-aggressive with damn near everything he says nowadays because it maybe it could re-spark. It could, you know, re, I won't say rekindle the, the argument, but just maybe spark up some old beef that... Because they don't... Maybe they're not even mature enough in that realm as men to talk that out and, and move past it you know argue you know because these egos man you know it's, it's a lot of big egos in that in those rooms and who's talking you know but but it, I feel like this will be something that at the end of the day we talk about we look back on and say, man, they got over that. They overcame that. They will overcome it. Trust me. <laughs> they will overcome it. You know, they, they will overcome it. But I still feel the end, uh, that it could damage one of the two moving forward in terms of staying. Now, I, I've been on record my last... Uh, episode was in reference to KD not being um, I don't I don't think just really having the super duper star in him to leave and win a championship somewhere else like those are for big like Kobe's and LeBron's you know those are situations where um, you can't run and hide and hide behind others, and 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 I, and I feel like with KD, he's gonna have to stay in Golden State just because he won't win another championship anywhere else. And I think for him and his legacy, it's got to be championships. It can't just be these two rings and then he goes off. Then he will definitely lose the conversation in terms of who is the best or who is the top, whatever. Because clearly these guys care. (laughs) You know, maybe they don't. I don't know. I know LeBron does. Good grief, man. He's just been all over the place. But... NBA is a marathon, guys. I know you all noticed. I'm, I had to put in a title so you all could remember. Everyone, chill out. Boston is going to be fine. It's these other teams we don't know about. Like, think of it like this, right? Okay, like, we talked about Cleveland like this for the past four years, and nothing changed. And with Boston, they're in that driver's seat. I'm looking, I'm the, the room I'm recording this in, like I look up and I see like a spider that's just 
a little too comfortable, a little too big, <laughs> a little too comfortable. I'm going to have to keep him in, in mind <laughs> as I record this. Yeah, make sure he, I, you know, give him his proper exit. It is proper exit. But anyway, we, we watched with LeBron and all the drama. It didn't matter. At the end of the day, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals going to the finals. Same thing with Golden State. You go back before then, it was Miami. Right? And I guess before then, it was Boston. But in those times, there were consecutive years. You know, four to five consecutive years of these teams. And so... I look at a Boston and I feel like those are going to that that team has already shown they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, they've shown cuz they they were there last year. And they will be there this year. And Golden State, well, we know they're going to be there. And I know you all know that the media is doing the whole much ado about nothing. They got to spark up stuff. Let's go to the standings and see what the hell is going on. You know, I'm getting sponsored now, so I probably shouldn't even curse. (laughs) But hey, you know, I guess in some regions of the world, whoever's listening, hell's not really a bad word. And I've used some other more foul language, so it's all good. Whatever, right? Whoever's listening, peace to my listeners, man. I love you guys so freaking much. Okay, so Denver is 23 and 11, number one in the Western Conference. San An is eighth in the eighth seed. Lakers are in sixth spot. It doesn't even matter. Like, what? It's crazy. Look, from the fifth to the eighth. Every it's like actually from the fourth from uh fourth to the eighth position the eighth seed everyone has 21 wins and the loss the losses are from 15 losses and San Antonio has 17 losses so the Clippers are 21 and 15 San Antonio Spurs are 21 and 17 and they're in eighth seed the Clippers are in the fourth See, this could easily change. You have a bad road trip. You lose two tough games. And then you have... And like Memphis, remember guys, it was a few weeks. A few weeks ago, Memphis was in first place. Dallas was in the playoffs. Now Dallas is under 500. Minnesota is three games under 500. It's crazy. And they could go on a winning streak, really. I mean, they could win four or five games and creep into the eighth spot. Minnesota's what I'm talking about. Oh, and New Orleans. I mean, they're in the same position, pretty much. But we all know, guys. LeBron and his craziness with just being able to keep, to, to uh, pace the game in, to his favor and when he paces the game to his favor, um, he's able to um, 
get the shots up that he wants to get up and get others involved. And then you find yourself like in this LeBron maze. Like you thought you were going to play the game the way you wanted to play it. But then all of a sudden, this X factor in LeBron (laughs) kind of changes the pace. And now you're in a gunfight with LeBron the last minute or two in the game. You know, um, and he, and you know, and now he's one of, and obviously probably the best at finding guys when he can't do it himself, when he can't finish the job. And to me, that's just just as impressive, you know, because we talked about the, the Chris Paul thing, you know, him finding guys and those guys not getting it done. And now, but LeBron is for the most part, unless when, unless when, in, until he runs into Golden State, then he just can't get it done. You know, those guys can't get it done. But man, I don't believe in Denver. I don't believe in anybody else. We don't. We know we don't believe in Harden. No one believes in Harden anymore. You know who does? No one does. That's who. Um. And on the East Coast, okay. Peace to Indiana. They've just been rolling. I might believe in Indiana a little bit. You know? I might believe in Indiana a little bit. And I believe in Milwaukee because they have the MVP. And and the Greek Freak. But and they faced Boston in in a series where it could have gone either way. You know what I mean? Although my money's still with Boston, they're just a team that's built for the the playoffs. You know, so we just really can't. Again, I, I don't want to go too deep in the standings with the Eastern Conference. But peace to OKC. Westbrook will be the demise of OKC because he will feel like regardless of how bad he will be shooting in the playoffs, he'll feel like he has, he owes it to the team to shoot uh, himself out of the slump and probably uh, (laughs) take some shots away from guys who are hot, a la Paul George. So, this is what it is. Okay, guys, nothing's changed. Except for the fact that LeBron's in L.A. But the NBA is a marathon. And at the end of this marathon, Golden State will be there in the Western Conference Finals, advancing to the finals, to face the Boston Celtics. And we're in January 2019, now it is the second. <laughs> January the second. Alright. So I'm I have to make that proclamation because you'll know, okay? At the, so this time next year, when everyone's up in a roar of what's gonna happen, you're gonna know. Based upon last year. You know, you guys, we don't believe in any of these other teams. 
you know, let them fight to come into third place. Or and I say that because I'm feeling like LeBron will again just some way wield his team to um, to being in a situation where they're they're they have a fighter's chance of winning. That's probably the best thing that LeBron has done. Just that neutralizing factor. No matter how good the opposing team is, he has that neutralizing factor. You know, that's why we we always tune in even when Golden State is the favorite. Because it's like there's a few games where it's like like game one of last year. It was that neutralizing factor where, you know, just some few things go right, you know, then they hang in there, and then before you know it, it's like, man, it's a three-point game. <laughs> you know? So Alright guys, so we're gonna take another break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about smart dumb lebron all right all righty guys be back in a second all right guys we're back so we're in the Last stretch of the podcast, episode six, titled Smart Dumb LeBron. Nothing's changed. The NBA is still a marathon, man. (laughs) I had to add the Terrence Howard touch in my Terrence Howard voice. I need to do better. I'll work on that, you know. Like, it just sounds great in my head, and then I try to impersonate it, and it's like, ugh. Okay. So, you know, it, it reminds me of a joke, too, where Jamie Foxx, I think, was going at Terrence Howard, and he was, like, mocking, like, how every character he does, he ends up talking like that. So, <laughs> he, he impersonated him, and he was like, what's going on, Iron Man? <laughs> You know, it, it is, it's, and I know he, Terrence Howard is a, is a really good actor, but it's just that character, you know, it's like, you just played it too well. That's all it was. All right. So smart, dumb LeBron. See, I guess like if you all, if you tuned in in the first half the first segment of this podcast you would have heard me reference Stephen A. Smith and I referenced him because he you know he had a controversial piece segment where he addressed the issues going on with LeBron and he talked about just basically he was worried about him and People kind of, you know, depending on who you spoke, you know, you, uh, I guess who heard it, their opinions vary. They're crazily, like, I was hearing people just kind of calling Stephen A. Smith a sellout, and you had others kind of, I had someone close to me think that the speech was more in line to help LeBron understand, hey man, if you really want to look to the future, 
you should just kind of chill out now because right now what you're doing will, will these actions will help decide you know your place in ownership i guess i don't know if i feel that strongly about it but i think the damage I mean, it could be in that way. I, I think legacy for LeBron. Like, I don't even know if he even cares about ownership, you know? If it's just more about legacy, you know? And it's hard to escape. Like, even now, he's kind of drinking his own Kool-Aid. You know, you're in La La Land. You know, and... and He'll even force that opinion. It's getting to the point now where he's kind of forcing with the latest comment of him claiming that he's, you know, what made him the GOAT when he beat Golden State, the 73 and 19. You know, he kind of, he pushes it on you now. It's kind of like when that reporter had challenged him a little bit about maybe him not being on the same level of, Kobe and I guess the other Laker greats and he kind of pushed back LeBron pushed back and got upset and was like well you know I'm LeBron James <laughs> guys if you're on Instagram it's a guy named Savvy uh, Savvy Amusing I think that's how his his, his Instagram uh, account name is Savvy Amusing very funny the guy can impersonate anybody oh my goodness but the I'm LeBron James, you know, that's what he does, but yeah, it just feels like that now, too much of LeBron down the pipeline for the average consumer, you've got these shows where they're just pushing him as that guy, because the guys that made the show are, like, he's not just chilling in the background, like, the barbershop thing, he's like, the central mouthpiece, the central um, voice that you hear constantly. Uh, and, and I guess it's designed that way, but I think it probably would be better off-season. <laughs> you know? Would it be better to serve off-season? Or is it just part of the machine? Where, it, where right now we have to just take all of it, you know? Is he conscious enough? And that's where I come up with the smart, dumb thing. Because I feel like with LeBron, there are times when I really don't think he's smart enough to understand everything he's doing. And that's why he finds himself in these, these issues. But then there's some where he's really conscious of and he'll go and make an effort. He'll know what not to touch. You know, I'm kind of bothered by it a little bit because it's the the things he picks and chooses, which I have no problem calling him smart and dumb at the same time. Like, look, guys, I don't want to do the whole I know this is a an, a um, an NBA friendly podcast and that's it is it really is. But I, I but I just got to take him to task on some of the ways that he kind of picks and chooses when to not know what the hell he's doing and 
I guess right now, the ego in him won't allow him to shut up. So I don't think he knows what he's doing in that aspect. You know, his ego won't allow him to just shut up unless it's something. But then, you know, he find but but and I and I say that from it's like he has no problem with certain people with telling certain people to shut up or he, that he won't shut up or he'll keep doing what he wants to do. But then the 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 comment with the rap lyrics, he seemed to have tucked his tail for that one. And look, whether you believe it was offensive or not, it just doesn't go along with what he was saying. So I don't even care. I mean, like, yeah, if, if you like if 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 you really felt like it was offensive you know, then yes, then issue an apology. But it seems like there are other things where he's just it doesn't like it. It doesn't. I didn't. I, it's okay. Perfect. Another example would be. I I had a problem with the Tamir Rice issue where he was asked about Tamir Rice and he acted like he didn't know what the heck was going on although it was in his state and I don't know how uh, a, a, um, a a situation that had national coverage in your not only in your state but nationwide it was nation, nationally covered everyone knew about the story and when it came to you, you acted as if you didn't. When it came to LeBron, he did. He acted like he didn't know what was going on or what the story was about, and he didn't really want to comment. It never did, you know. And so that would be to me an example of him picking and choosing when to act dumb. At that time, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it's just some jarring. Inconsistencies that he has this thing where he likes to play, and at one in one aspect you have this guy who won't back down from anyone. Is going to say whatever he wants to say, and then when he does, <laughs> depending on who it is, you know he kind of knows. Okay, well I might have tug the wrong coat on this situation so let me just fall back and it's kind of disingenuous you know coupled with the fact that you want to submit your legacy while you're still playing and that's just not how it works sir you gotta keep that anything could change and and I ha- and you know notice guys I didn't bring up any injuries with him in the first two segments of this episode because you know I mean look I I don't have this growing injury he has being that big of a deal but you just never know all this is uncharted territory with this guy being in his 16th season and we're still talking like final appearances years to come by the way Anyone who signs with LeBron James in the next few years 
if you're listening and and or anyone who's listening sign with LeBron because your legacy might not be as Kyrie-esque <laughs> as 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 it was at that time LeBron is at a transition point where he's looking to give those keys away now it's inevitable Maybe Kyrie could have had those keys that he talked about. Give the kid the keys when they were beefing a year ago, whatever, prior to Kyrie being traded. And we just have an issue with... uh, But again, I, I, I know, guys, not to jump around too much, but I just want to throw that in there. Because again... It's just nature, <laughs> right? It's just father time. He can't continue playing like this. So whoever does play with him will be able to bring about their legacy in conjunction with his. It's kind of like with Kareem and Magic, how we saw Kareem and we still people still have Kareem some a lot of uh people maybe not in my generation but older generation still deem Kareem as their greatest player ever some people still say that and that's fine that's great and that's with him dwindling offensively defensively as a player in his, in his later years with Magic coming in you know and so that that's something that I would be telling if I'm in, if I'm an agent or anyone close or anyone thinking about coming to LA to, to accept that challenge. It won't be as daunting as it was with Kyrie because it's just that LeBron physically will not be able to be that leader person. You know what I mean? As before, and we'll, we will see that transition. The things that. Right now, he's just in habit mode. Like, he can't, he doesn't know how to turn it off. He talks about that. He doesn't know how to turn it off. He doesn't know how to be patient. This is who he is. This, it's been too many years. You can't teach this eh, somewhat, you, you kind of say old dog now, you know, new tricks. And, you know, being a king for so long, this is what we have. This is what you get. Um,. So, yeah, I just wanted to just throw that out there. But back to LeBron again. And the injury that he suffered. I don't it's not that it's going to be something that bad. However, we have to be careful again, because we're just this is just we, we we've never seen anything that's contrary to him not slowing down we got to look at it with a side eye so i'm gonna not even think that and just play it as okay i'm lebron and i just gotta watch out for my body as you know as much as i can even if i gotta take some days off some games off as long as we get in the playoffs and we're i'm looking toward the bigger the bigger goal here because you know, there's going to be some preservation times in L.A. He's going to need that. I don't know when he's going to get it, but we're going to see more of that coming down the pipeline. You know, and so, I, I, again, I already kind of hit you with the side note about whoever comes to L.A. 
legacy will will be will be greater than what Kyrie's was, or I guess maybe what he thought it was. Because it's really it's like okay, all the things Kyrie you think, and I know I'm going on Kyrie now, but just again, we don't view Kyrie how he views himself with that situation now. Now that it's said done, I guess he's up. He's uh, he's not under the shadow of LeBron anymore. But when we look back on that championship, no one sees it as LeBron just winning it on his own because of we've Kyrie has even I guess just from his regular season stats, but combined with this championship runs, you know at least championship contending runs that he has been uh, a deemable superstar that LeBron can look across the room to and say okay. You are a guy close enough to my equal, if not that now. I think LeBron has more respect for him now than he ever did. Then now looking at his situation and how, you know, it's hard to find that number two. You know, that's going to do all the little things you you need him to do, you know, and take all the punishment and just be cool with it. And, you know, have a little S-H-I-T eating grin. Bearing grin, whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm losing sponsors off this one. It's like, nah, hopefully not. But uh, nonetheless, I I had to uh, spell that one out. But I haven't even gotten to like all the other stuff, man. Like because it's so much. Calling out. The NFL owners calling them old white men. Let me ask you something, LeBron. Who's your favorite NFL team? Aren't you a Cowboys fan, my man? Aren't you a Cowboys fan, my man? Hey, that's cool. If you are, that's what's up. Last time I checked, though, Jerry Jones was an older white man. Some would say old white man. Whatever. But that's your team. Nobody on his team is taking a knee. (laughs) You know? And... You seem to be smart dumb with that one because you teetered the line with that one. Are there any young white men running the NBA per se? Any young white owners? I'm just saying, man, like, and it's like, I, I got to sit like, I'm just saying, man, <laughs> but it, it's, it's just... The hypocrisy. There really is no difference. I mean, ownership is ownership. Whoever owns will control. And that's not even a thing where I'm trying to get to where I'm 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 not saying either or. It's just what it is. And so what are you really saying, LeBron? <laughs> You know, because you're saying things, but then you're not saying it. 
I've always been with the firm belief that, you know, it's not that I want him to shut up and dribble, but he needs to seek others who are very good at those uh, conversations when it comes to uh, being able to articulate an issue, a social, political issue within society, uh, community, and it can somewhat offend one side or another. And that's always going to happen as a, a, you know, just a, a person in the limelight. He's going to offend somebody. But he probably should find, look to others who kind of have some knowledge of the topic. But what happens is, based upon him being just LeBron James, and I guess not just being conscious enough to know that he might not know enough, maybe thinking that he knows enough (laughs) on certain issues and not others. But with those issues that he doesn't have, he does know them, but he just won't speak on them. And then issues that he doesn't really have enough amount of knowledge or information to speak on, he'll speak on it. See, that's where all the smart, dumb stuff comes in, guys. Because it's like he's walking that line. Like I said earlier, the uncharted territory is the social media where we haven't seen it. We, the technology, one or the other. See, if a society hasn't caught up with the technology, <laughs> you know, I think that that would probably be it. You know, because he's in this space where he's not even conscious of. I didn't really care too much. Again, the Jewish money thing, if it was offensive, then and he did the right thing by. But my thing is, <laughs> look, look, you're like 30 something, man. You're like 31. You listen to 21 Savage. That's a problem for me. <laughs> Yeah. Then you post it. That was like a, a hip hop quotable. In the circle you're in, you didn't think that that would offend. Anyone who might be Jewish that you might know. Seems like no one kind of came to bat for him with that either. If that were the case, but seems like it wasn't the case. So he just kind of was left out there making a stupid gesture. And I just find it stupid in the aspect of not so much what was said, but 
how it was conveyed. You know? That's a decision that I, I have a problem with. And again, Jordan, he understood the ambassador aspect a little better than LeBron does. It seems like, you know, like this part of wanting to be more than just a basketball player um, tugged at him more than I think Mike. Mike just wanted to be a cold killer on the basketball court and was cool with all the other things and was good with all the other things. But I mean, you know, LeBron is just dibbling, dibbing and dabbing in too many things and, and it's showing with every week it's something, you know? The tampering with Anthony Davis. I'm just upset with the fact that. Again, the ego part to me is what's shining. Because he doubled down on the comments. And he was like, well, when they asked him about the tampering, he was just like, well, yeah, you know, I want everyone. I want to play with the best players, you know, instead of just leaving it alone. Because, hey, I mean, it, even though Stern was the one who hated that trade, who, I, I mean, hated, but I mean, vetoed the trade with Chris Paul to go to the Lakers, you know, uh, I think Mr. Silver is also of that cloth where he could actively jump in and make sure that LeBron is not overstepping the boundaries of the game the integrity of the game and trying to put pieces on the board that we already know they're going to happen anyway we kind of already know that that Anthony Davis is going to get there you're just making it just too overt man (laughs) you know and he kind of just doubled down on it it was weird too how he took a shot at Cleveland with the whole no you know no one kind of wanted to I've been recruiting all my life no one wants to come to Cleveland and I'm paraphrasing he didn't say it I guess verbatim like that but kind of took a shot at Cleveland on that one you know like it's Cleveland but it might be you bro you know might be you bro But this goat comment he came out. He he just uh, well the goat comment came out, but it was from his show he has with what Maverick Carter, the barbershop. Is that what it's called? You all know what I'm talking about, right? And he says he's the GOAT. Does it remind you of something else going on right now? 
Didn't another? Didn't someone else, another entertainment sector, claim that they were the goat? They didn't say that they were the goat or similar to the goat. I'm talking about the Migos claiming that they're better than, or their their greatest groups is the Beatles. Or they might even claim that they were the best group ever. People took offense. It's different in, in, in music, particularly hip-hop, because it's kind of built from a very competitive nature. And so, you know, you have... Like, within music, you have hip-hop, and then within hip-hop, you have art forms that are just not about music. You have, like... Like, you can make a hip-hop record about, like, your wife or your kids. and th- But then in the same... You could be competing <laughs> with someone who's making, you know, a record about their wife and their kids. And then you could end up with a beef with that. <laughs> or, it could, or it could just be a battle where it's a com- uh, competitive battle of words. And we, we, I know you all know this, but the common link between D'Amigo saying it and LeBron saying it. As the reaction from the older generation. You know, we have this old versus new thing going on. The old versus new. That was in the title as well. Of this podcast. This episode. And. We see the predecessors of Migos. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Lazy Bone and Busy Bone. If you all aren't familiar with, with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Some of the group members, um, you all know what I'm talking about, but they they uh, expressed their uh, disgust of the 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 current set of rappers, particularly the Migos, and a lot of older rappers feel that way, you know. And we see some of that too in other entertainment sectors, particularly sports. And we hear a lot of it with the NBA. Back in my day, you had hand check and you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. Or, man, if you know, we shot threes the way you all shot threes, I would have been to this, this, and that. The games, or the game is the same. Meaning that the game is relatively the same. I mean, you know, it's the game of basketball. I guess the game of, if you're talking about the the industry game, the music game. That, would that be two different things? Probably would. That's a topic, a whole nother discussion. But in, in regards to the NBA, you know, the culture has changed. You know, that's really what's changed. And what is valued in the in the culture, you know? So things in the NBA are valued. The things that maybe uh, like the conversations we have today are different from the ones we had back in the day, and so certain topics get brought up, and it's all ego fueled, but they kind of shape what. A player wants in his basketball career 
And so we see that kind of trickle down all the way now to where we have LeBron claiming he's the GOAT. And he's getting some pushback from some some of the 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 um, the legends of the game. You know, I, I listened to Isaiah Thomas, uh, Kevin McHale, and uh, I think it was Chris Webber who spoke, and they they they, they hit it on the head in terms of just kind of it's just some things you just don't say, even if you feel that way, you know, and um. How can anyone come at you? It's like, you know, remember when when Kanye was wilding out and I think T.I. had said, you know, who's in the room with this guy to allow him to, I guess, you know, do the be such a Trump supporter. And I don't even care if you're a Trump supporter or not. It's it's whatever. You know, I am neither or on either side. Trust me. It doesn't. I truly don't care. But um I guess for for just how Kanye was going about it, <laughs> the way he was going about it, I think you know he just didn't he didn't have it he did he turned people off. If his goal was to get people to to see it the way he saw it, I, he didn't accomplish that. He had to end up backtracking and apologizing. And so you know, if you have a plan or something like that, then. And you got to have some some guys in the room smarter than you. And even though he's made some millionaires from his friends, those guys aren't challenging the notion that he's the greatest. And even if they aren't, they don't need to. I just think it's something they probably should just say, yo, chill with the I'm the GOAT talk. But they're in a new, they're in a, a, a different space. Like I said, this uncharted territory. I know social media really isn't TV, but... The way the headline gets, by the time you get the story of LeBron being a GOAT, if you didn't watch it, you caught it on maybe the Bleacher Report, which is when they have the app, or maybe you caught it on on YouTube. So, you know what I mean? In some social media form, you were able to get it. And so that that plays into, um, like I said, the uncharted territory of, of social media. And can LeBron survive it? You know, this fine line of of stupidity and genius. The smart, dumb LeBron. And I just wish he would be more calculated in how he comes across because he's still the ambassador of the league. You know, and I think you couldn't really go at Mike because Mike kept it on the floor. It was all basketball related on the court. LeBron takes all of that stuff and keeps puts it in interviews. <laughs> you know, does television shows and rap songs and which reminds me, the rap song thing. You know, Mark Cuban made a little comment about Luke Luka Doncic and how, you know how great of a player he is and he is and he talked about how the the uh, if players from the state side were to go to Slovenia I think that's where Luka Doncic is from and kind of just develop there 
that they would be way better basketball players. And then uh, he threw the, he threw a cheap shot, and he said, you know, because all they do here is just make instead of just making mixtapes and practicing dunks. Uh, well, it's fair to say that there was a lot of blanketed and broad statements made. I don't even know why he was so defensive for, you know, what what what, what made it what made him go the extra mile to, to say that, the whole mixtape thing. You know? You know what I mean? It's not like it's a bunch of guys out there. It's particularly in the NBA or even in college making mixtapes, <laughs> you know. I mean, dunking is part of the culture. <laughs> yeah, like it's so much to unpack to talk about with with that statement. But I'll just go with this. You know, LeBron. No one, no one in the NBA took him to task on that, man. What's up with that? You know. I mean, the fact that it's only two players coming out of Slovenia, Gordon Dragic, one of them, and Luka Doncic, who is a phenomenal and an anomaly and, and, and a basketball savant. And I mean, he could, he's, he's honestly, he's like Pistol Pete with a Larry Bird frame. You know what I mean? I think the playmaker in him. Um, reads more Pistol Pete than Larry Bird, but I don't know. Maybe he could he could be Larry in a sense. No one's Larry Bird, but gotta say, where the hell? Where do you see this kid in like seven years? He's already this good. It's like seven years from now, man. You know. So, but. Uh, Aside from that, I mean, he made it seem like the way in the the way uh, the comment read, it was almost like he was coming in defense of Luka Doncic. But I don't even want to, because honestly, I don't even care anymore about Mark Cuban so much. I mean, it, it, I, I mean more in the sense that it's Mark Cuban being Mark Cuban, you know. That's another guy, too, that's really... He does the smart, dumb thing. This would be the dumb thing. The smart thing is when that whole sexual harassment thing was going on. And he was, like, with his... He was trying to conjure up this puppy dog face. This, I'm I'm just so... I feel so terrible about everything that went down. But now, in this comment, now he's, like, super going at... Players that he's probably out of draft in most cases. <laughs> if I was an NBA, if I was an upcoming draft prospect, I mean, I guess I don't have too much leverage, but I would, I would, if I had a chance, I mean, you know, if I'm in a top five situation and Dallas is looking at me, I'm looking at that comment and I'm like, hmm, you know, you got some pent up anger in you, man. You know, he's always flying off the handle really what it what it comes down to unless it's just something egregious like that whole sexual assault thing but look i I really i want to tie i just want to just go really with 
LeBron, you could have stepped up and said something about that, man. You know? You just seem to just be um, the wrong place, <laughs> the wrong time, with a lot of these off, off the hand, off the the wall comments and actions. Then what's the newest one? The wine, the bringing the wine to to the Staples Center, like carrying the glass with him. While he's like walking through the tunnel, <laughs> it's too much. It's too. It's just too much, man. And I'm. I, I gotta say, I was more feeling like like when I heard Stephen A. Smith say he was worried about him. I was more like, man, Stephen A. Smith being Stephen A. Smith, right? But. I just feel like he's getting a little too comfortable in terms of him thinking that people are going to remember him on the same level of Mike. And that's just not true. He's got a lot of work to do and it could really go bad if he just kind of keeps with these antics and no rings. There was a storyline from LA, I think that that was organic. I think that's what people rallied around this second dynasty with the Lakers was that the organic um, Charlotte Hornets and then, you know, a, a bold trade where they where they trade a Laker body DVAP, you know, to Charlotte. That was a crazy move for a kid out of high school. And then history is made. That's how, you know, that's how people like the Warriors because of the organic process. LeBron, you more LA than LA. <laughs> you know, you, you more fake than, than Hollywood, man. These days. It's just too much. You're 30 plus. You don't have to put on the Michael Jordan baggy jeans and the hoop earrings. But bring a little bit more maturity. To the latter years of your basketball career. You don't have to tweet. Lyrics. Or or not tweet lyrics. But I guess. Post lyrics on Instagram. While you're rapping. With the lyrics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like is that. Is that what we saw guys. Did we not see him. Post. The actual. Lyrics. With the song in the background. And he was rapping it like. Tell me is it not too much? And now you're the GOAT. A week later now you're the GOAT. I'm worried about LeBron too man. (laughs) What's going on LeBron? What's going on man? (laughs) <laughs> Another bomb of my Ter- Terrence Howard impersonation. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm going to get some Terrence Howard clips and just insert them, you know, randomly throughout this podcast. You know what I mean? Just make that theme come alive. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. This is This podcast is finished. 
I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened. I just had to get it off my chest. I feel like there's more. Listen, guys, I want you all to throw me questions, add on plus degrees. I need to hear what you guys have to say about what is going on with LeBron. You know? He's wilding out, guys. But again, you know, we're just... It's 2019. LeBron is smart, dumb. But nothing has changed with the NBA. Still a marathon. Don't forget that, right? All right, guys. I'm really going to get out of here. But thanks to everyone that was listening. Um, and you all just have it. You know what? Today is actually... Well, right now it's Wednesday, so... You all have a great Wednesday (laughs) and continue on from hump day into the weekend. Have a great weekend above all and everything else. Have a great year, a great 2019. I love you guys and I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Peace.